So I think it's time for me to finally spill the beans or in more modern lingo to spill the tea. <laughs> Definitely just age myself with that intro, but it's all good. I, I think it's time to kind of come full circle. Um, and I think the point of me sharing this is that I feel that so many of us spend our lives afraid of making mistakes and afraid of rejection and afraid of failure. And then there's a piece of us that's afraid of success as well. And I got to really witness that entire roller coaster of emotion uh, since the pandemic. So in January of 2020, before the pandemic really uh, hit us, I was on vacation. I was reading this book called Creating the Impossible. It's a book by Michael Neal. And I was reading it on this vacation on the nice sunny Miami beach. And it occurred to me that I wanted to try to create uh, an organization that would support talented singers from a wide range of different life experiences and backgrounds and cultures and ages and genders. And I especially wanted to focus on singers that maybe didn't have uh, the financial opportunity to take their career any further. It is incredibly expensive, as I have now <laughs> learned, um, to make music and to make music consistently, and then to try to <laughs> get that music out into the world um, and market it, as they say. Uh, it's, it's very expensive. It's a big, 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 big nugget to undertake. But that is what occurred to me sitting on the beach in Miami. And so I sat with it for a little while. And then finally, in my birthday month of 2020, after I had a lot of time to reflect, actually, because all of a sudden we were just home all the time and not doing our regular things <laughs> and not having our regular distractions in the same way, uh, an urgency really took hold within me that, you know what, I really want to work with other singers. I want to get my voice out there. I want to support other uh, people's voices and, and share that in the world in a big way. So then I reached out um, to a couple of folks um, that I had met in my musical journeys and asked if they wanted to create a song with me. And um, the other singer said, yeah, they were on board. And um, it was just a great vibe. I mean, um, the first meeting uh, about the song, we, we barely did any talking about the actual song. It was about five hours actually on a Skype call. And my husband uh, was also involved because it was just um, such an exciting thing. He was so, I think, taken aback and energized by the thought of helping other singers. And of course, helping me, I'm his wife. <laughs> he knows how much I've, I've kind of struggled with my own insecurity and my own failures with music, but still have the joy to sing and create songs and perform. And I do keep put myself out there. Um, so I think, you know, again, he was trying to show up to be a loving husband in that way. And he definitely did show up in a big way. But again, it was about this group of people. And so we ended up recording the song uh, to deadline. We ended up submitting the song. Actually, it's, it's for uh, a contest in Europe. And so we only had about two weeks to meet the deadline for this contest. So we're like, even my mother-in-law was involved, was trying to schedule studios because the other two artists live in other parts of the world. And, and all in all, we ended up getting that song created uh, in the nick of time, which in itself really was a, a cool thing. It was definitely an accomplishment. And so I just really enjoyed that um, role of songwriting for people um, that maybe don't songwrite. And again, these other singers that maybe don't have the resources to 
to record because again, it's very expensive um, to record songs. So that ended up with this grand idea of how this impossible idea morphed into the idea for a uh, record label. And so I was on board with it. My husband, my mother-in-law got involved. Also, my other in-laws uh, were a huge support. My father-in-law, my sister-in-law, my friends were on board. They were very sweet uh, in their support of this endeavor. Um, even though in the back of their mind, they were probably thinking, oh, I, I really wonder how this is going to go. But um, you know, I married someone that is very similar to me in the sense of, um, kind of seeing the positives only, um, kind of that very optimistic notion and really fueled by this deeper mission. And so we put it all together. We ended up creating a record label, signing other artists. Um, it became evident pretty quickly that this was a much bigger task than we had ever imagined, not only financially, but energetically. Um, because the whole point of wanting to create this label was we wanted to try to do things differently. We wanted to give more voice to the artists on the label. Again, a big part for me was giving back to um underserved artists, uh, artists that came from underserved areas, financially disadvantaged areas. Um, I really wanted to take the money that I had saved and put that into good use, right? To really give back and, and to, to share and co-create. And there were, there were many beautiful moments. It was a really beautiful idea, but ultimately it was unsustainable. Uh, my husband experienced a burnout within the first six months. Um, I also was not sleeping. I was trying to manage my regular job in addition to organizing all of the recordings and music videos and interviews and writing songs and speaking with different producers to get a body of work for not only myself now, but pri primarily for the two other artists. Um, because I'm only in Europe for a limited time every year. So when I was there, I was really 150% trying to help them the best I could. It quickly became um, not only my willingness to assist financially with the creating of the music, but also with um, certain lifestyle things, um, like paying for the other artists' housing, um, their food when they were visiting, um, it just really, it snowballed very quickly. And as a person that has a habit of people pleasing, I have a habit of really having a hard time saying no to people. And I kind of never really understood what a lot of these personal development um, gurus, for lack of a better word, would say about the importance of like setting boundaries. Therapist, therapy talks about that as well in psychology and I always was kind of like, yeah, it didn't really resonate for me. Um, but I, I quickly began to feel also very um, taken advantage of that everything that I was doing was not good enough because everything or most things, I won't say everything, most things that we kind of tried to do, um, there was always a pushback um, from the, from the other singers that, you know, they wanted to change certain things or um, so, you know, that was duly noted. Uh, and, and so we ended up giving the singers much more freedom, like complete freedom over their image. Um, 
social media. We had actually even hired people for this, <laughs> for this record. I mean, we, we went like from zero to like 150, um, you know, we, or, or said another way, we, we definitely ran without even trying to crawl. Um, but, but it is such an important life lesson that I will take with me now for the rest of my life. And there can be an importance in slowing down sometimes. Sometimes we get paralyzed by overthinking things. Um, but sometimes, again, just taking a breath, slowing down, seeing if, uh, for instance, one song will work versus trying to record five songs for each uh, singer, get get them, you know, get their own original songs, get them in the studio so they could have an EP worth of songs. Um, again, it was, it was just uh, impossible in the scope um, of what we were trying to do with the amount of resources that we had. And so, long story short, we did end up taking a pause after a few months. Um, and we told the other singers, like, we know we just need to pause here and reevaluate this because it's just not sustainable. Um, and then from there, a new solution was proposed um, where the artists could create their own calendar and set their own release dates and things like that. Um, and then it just kind of ended with a falling out with the other two singers. Um, and in, in an absolute fairness to them, we were overexcited and we made a lot of mistakes. And I definitely think we overpromised things. Um, and at the same time, it's not just one person's reason why things don't work, right? There's always many sides to the story because there is a such thing as separate realities, meaning that every person on this planet is living through their own interpretation of what happens to them in life. Every person is living in the feeling of his or her thinking. And that is so important to realize because it has helped me take what I could from the experience not as this absolute failure or, oh my gosh, or guilt even, right? It, it's very, I, I definitely went through periods where I felt very guilty, very, very guilty. But then there were other moments where I really felt like I gave the best I could. And I also felt taken advantage of, um, that the boundaries kept being pushed, that um, it can be this strange dynamic sometimes if we do give, but then it's like, you know, you give a hand, but then you feel as if the person's taking the whole arm. <laughs> and it definitely had that sensation for me uh, in certain moments too. So it's like this whole spectrum of guilt and um, sadness and um, a sense of anger is maybe too strong of a word, but definitely a sense of, of disappointment, I think is the best word. And I, but, but the truth is, I think everyone involved in the project was disappointed right? Like that's where, that's something we can all agree on, even though everyone's version of events is different of who did what to who, and this went like that. And, and the thing about memory is that it changes over time. Your memory of something changes every time that you recall it because it's constructed in that moment. Our memory is not objective. It is not like a filmed movie that you see the same way every single time. And so And so I guess 
my point in sharing this is that no matter what you are going through or what you have gone through, you will continue to have a, a fluctuation in how you think about that experience and the people involved in that experience. Like that is possible. Even though the whole, <laughs> the whole uh, record label project at this point seems quite impossible. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some miracle will happen, but it seems quite impossible um, for it to come into fruition the way we had all hoped it would, um, especially because um, like lawyers were involved. Um, so then, you know, people are getting lawyers. And uh, I think that it, it, that in particular was a moment for me that I was stuck in the gravel of that for a while. I was stuck in the quicksand of how can you not take it personally when someone is is literally getting a lawyer when all you honestly tried to do was help that person and you spent a lot <laughs> of your own savings and your own time and energy that went away from your actual uh, business to that, right? But I guess my point is if there's, if there's hope for me and my husband uh, to move through this uh, eventually, in a graceful way or somewhat graceful way, it is possible for you as well. And and again, that doesn't mean what I think I used to think it me meant that like all conflicts have to get resolved and um, there has to be closure to certain situations and you have to be on, on, on a good like page. Um, but that's, that's what boundaries is, or that's what boundaries can be, right? You don't have to have that person uh, in your life. You don't have to be contacting that person, but you also don't have to hold on to the resentment or the judgment indefinitely either, because that doesn't serve anybody. And it, it kind of distracts you from what's, what's the lesson here, actually? What can you really learn about yourself? What can you learn about what you want for your quality of life? What can you learn about how you want to spend your time in the future? These are all priceless, priceless lessons that if we get too in our head about things that we're so afraid to try anything that we think is impossible. Um, just stuck in that fear of failure or rejection or um, embarrassment, right? The shame of like, oh my gosh, if I, if I tell, I remember I used to think this way. Uh, if I tell my loved ones and friends what I really want to do with my life and I fail, then it's going to be really embarrassing. So I'd rather just keep my real dreams to myself. <laughs> How many, uh, of us can relate to that at some point, right? Um, but honestly, at the end of the day, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter if life works exactly the way we think it's going to work or not, because there's always a new opportunity and a new moment for something fresh to occur, for a realization to occur. Like I'll give another practical example about this record label experience oh, too. <laughs> Number one, um, I definitely don't have any regrets anymore. I would have if I didn't try this experiment because my whole life I had thought I wanted to be in like a girl group or a girl band. And my entire childhood, I put together girl group after girl group. I mean, we would record on like, <laughs> on like cassette tapes and I would send those out to record labels that actually accepted what's called unsolicited material, which means that they'll actually open or they said they would I don't know if they ever really did that they would open a piece of mail or a demo tape from someone they didn't know and I was like eight 
between the ages of eight and 12, like sending out these <laughs> cassette demo tapes. Oh my gosh. But anyways, um, what I have found is that, um, you know what? I, I actually am okay. I'm actually enough as I am. One thing I learned from this experience is the amount of insecurity that I was carrying around with me because the other singers, by all, I mean, by all intents and purposes, they're very talented and can do things with their voice that I cannot. So recognizing that there was that underlying insecurity actually also that prompted this, Ooh, uh, if I can songwrite for someone that can really belt like Adele or Celine Dion or, um, you know, wow, imagine how my songs could get out in the world as well, right? So it's it's always this multifaceted thing. Um, it wasn't the only motivation. I truly, truly wanted to help because I know what it's like to feel alone in wanting to go for something that's so important to you, like singing and performing and sharing your voice and your story with the world. Like, I really get that. But at least I don't have the regret about number one, being in a girl group or a girl band. Cause even though we weren't a girl group or a girl band or any kind of band, it still showed me that th those dynamics are very complicated. And now for the first time, I kind of understand why bands break up because I can't even imagine the pressure when people actually have success. <laughs> we had a hard time seeing eye to eye and, and nothing was even released even though we tried to release, um, it just, it just, it just didn't work. It wasn't comfortable for everybody. And, and, and you need to respect that. And we did respect that. We never forced, um, any release out on the artist, even though, um, again, it's a really sunk cost, right? All this time and money and effort. And, um, you know, those songs aren't, aren't in the world, but, but again, you got to recognize, or what I had to recognize, you don't have to do anything. What I recognized is, um, how much ego was involved in that though, too. You know, sometimes it's really okay to just make a new choice and not try to force things. There really is no shame in that. Even though there's a cultural conditioning that would maybe make you believe otherwise. Oh, you're a quitter. You always quit. Sometimes... Stopping and reassessing is the kindest thing you can do for yourself and for other people that are involved in whatever it is that you are involved in. So at the end of the day, my impossible project turned out to be impossible. Sorry, Michael Neal, it really was. <laughs> However, it's an amazing book, Creating the Impossible, and I will revisit it because Again, when you take action, that is the only way you can get more clear on what you do and what you do not want for yourself in this life. And Marie Forleo, another mentor of mine, has always said that. Um, but it really took this experience for me to really recognize the power and the truth of that. That you only get clarity from taking action because before this, I was mostly paralyzed from taking action. Well, that's not true either. I've done things. Um, I've put myself out there musically before this, but never in this big of a way. And what has occurred since then 
inside of me is, again, priceless. Because now when I release a song, I don't know, it's just not a big deal anymore. There's just not this obsession with wishing I was a bigger artist or like, (laughs) it's just gotten a lot simpler and a little bit more back to basics of why I liked songwriting and singing and performing when I was a child. And it's getting closer and closer to that pureness again. And that is so freeing because I feel like all of us really did learn from each other a lot. And I also saw in the other singers ways that they were self-sabotaging themselves. And I'd realized I'd been doing that to myself the entire time as well. And I'm just not willing to do it anymore. I'm not willing to waste that kind of time. And I'm sure that they learned something from my failures as well. Um, me and my husband's shortcomings. Um, something that I hope that they will take forward in their life um, that will be helpful to them. And ultimately, that's that's all we can do because <laughs> disappointments are un- unavoidable in life. Not everything we do is going to go our way, whether it's business, it's relationship, it's a childhood dream. Heck, sometimes our workouts don't even go the way we want them to go, right? We just don't have this level of control that we believe ourselves to have and then we stress out because we think we're responsible because we think we control a lot more than we actually do. So with that, I just wanted to, uh, yeah, say that whatever you're going through right now or whatever your big dreams are, you'll learn something, whether you take action or not. Although I do encourage taking action, I highly doubt it will be as disastrous as my experience. (laughs) (laughs) just kidding. Um, but, but yes, um, we need to keep pushing the envelope of what we believe is possible in our life because sometimes we're so seduced by our own big dreams, our own wishes to be somewhere else financially in a relationship or whatever it is that we actually become blind to the everyday opportunities that come across our lives. So when your opportunity comes, are you willing to at least consider jumping in with both feet? Are are you willing to step into the unknown and see what happens? Because at the at the very least, you will learn something. And most likely, if you feel you made the wrong decision, you'll be able to make a new decision at some point. Very few choices we make are permanent. And that will be what I want to talk about in our next episode. Again, my name is Amy Leo. I'll catch you next time.